Education has been and will remain a top priority here on the Bruce Hooley Show because I want to tell you guys about as many opportunities that are out there for you to get your kids an authentic education, a true education, as opposed to what too often happens in the public schools where they are groomed or where they are indoctrinated. And one of the things that I've told you about in the past is the formulation of a school called Columbus Classical Academy. Columbus Classical Academy will be a reality opening in the fall, grades K through 8. That'll expand, so they'll have a graduating class for 8th graders who join this year. And one of the things, one of the most exciting things I know for the people at Columbus Classical Academy is the fact that they now have their building at 2000 Polaris Parkway. So let's bring Dan Gibson on. And Dan, I know you're excited about getting closer to opening, but what comes with having a physical location and getting closer to actually opening your doors for your first class of students? Yeah, thanks. We're really excited to be able to open at the 2000 Polaris Parkway location. Uh, It's really a beautiful building. Um, It's about 60,000 square feet on a little over six acres. Uh, most of which is currently parking lot, but uh, that will change in portions. Obviously, for a school, we'll need playground and some green space. Uh, but we just have been incredibly blessed uh, by uh, the support of folks and the opportunity uh, that this building presented. Uh, we chose it uh, in part because of its location. Uh, it is accessible, very accessible, from just about every school district uh, in the Columbus and Central Ohio area, uh, whether you're coming up from Bexley or over from Olentangy or New Albany uh, or even Upper Arlington. Uh, it's only about a 20-minute drive um, from anywhere. And the other is that the building itself is just a great place. Um, we're working on uh, plans to build it out with appropriate classrooms, and it really sets up nicely uh, as a school and as a very nice one at that. So uh, we're really excited about it and uh, and hope that folks will take the opportunity to come out uh, either to an info session um, or some other events that we're hosting so they can see it themselves. Yeah, and speaking of that, you have uh, a ceremony planned for tomorrow night, and I'm looking forward to attending that. And uh, the interest has been such that you guys are pretty much maxed out for that one. But you're going to be having these, and you have had these, and I just wonder what your view has been of the way you've been received by the community. What are people responding to? Is it the curriculum that you're going to offer, or what is it that you sense from the response you've gotten that people really like about Columbus Classical Academy? Well, I think uh, ultimately it's just the the return to sound foundations of an educational philosophy, and that obviously starts with the curriculum that Hillsdale uh, has provided um, and its its beauty and its content-rich character. Uh, But it's also not just the sort of academic or intellectual side of things, but it's a return to uh, education for virtue and the idea of the formation of moral character in students. Um, whether it's parents or, or frankly, the, the incredible roster of faculty interest that we've received, uh, pretty consistently the feedback that we get is, uh, first, how thrilled people are that a school that's sort of returning to uh, sound foundations uh, in the classical model uh, is coming to Columbus, and second, the shock that at least for, as a full K-12 institution, uh, there really wasn't uh, anything like this uh, in the Columbus area to date. So, um, it's, it's been well-received sort of across the board, whether it's parents, prospective faculty, and, and even some of the older students who uh, have uh, parents have applied uh, that I've had a chance to talk to uh, themselves have expressed sort of excitement um, about really getting to learn uh, substance in, in the curriculum that they're going to be exposed to. Dan Gibson is our guest. Dan is the headmaster at Columbus Classical Academy, and you can find out more on their website, Columbus Classical Dot .org as he just said their building for the fall is at 2000 Polaris Parkway 
And if you don't know where that is, I mean, it is literally at the intersection of Polaris and I-71. And speaking of the school, obviously everybody wants to know when you have a private school what the tuition is going to be. You guys have set your tuition, and you actually set it lower than I thought you would, and I'm sure that you're hoping that our Ohio General Assembly uh, enacts, at the very least, uh, the governor's expansion of Ed Choice. Uh, I haven't asked you this before, but I, I, I'm making a guess that that would be good for you guys if, if Ed Choice is enacted and more people are eligible for Ed Choice scholarships. Well, um, the reality is, Bruce, we hope that it does uh, because we think Ed Choice is a good thing. Uh, but the one thing that we have chosen to do as an institution um, is to be a non-tax-supported school. And what comes with that is actually we're not eligible for Ed Choice. And okay. so part of our determination of the tuition numbers was how do we make this as affordable as possible to all families? Because our objective is not to price people out or to become some kind of a, a country club school. Our, our desire is to make this available, but to do so in a way that we preserve our complete independence from the state. Um, and uh, what we have done is, uh, you know, modeled out and, and planned the growth of the school um, and set our tuition at, num- at the numbers that we need to charge in order to deliver uh, this world-class education to kids, but not more than that. Uh, and also to provide uh, a pretty robust financial assistance program. And that application uh, is on the website as well. So the different tuition numbers um, for kindergarten, one through five and six through eight, are posted there, and the uh, and the financial aid application is also available for any family uh, that would like this education for their children, uh, but feels that uh, they just don't have the household budget to be able to sustain it. Um, and uh, we will do everything we can uh, to make it affordable to anyone who's who's genuinely interested. Dan, let's talk about that decision to not take uh, any state money. Uh, what is that based in, and how did you guys arrive at that decision? Well. Um, it often starts with uh, sort of Hillsdale College itself um, and our look at how they have chosen to govern themselves. Uh, I was up there recently and, and saw a plaque on the wall and actually had uh, the Hillsdale College Declaration of Independence when their board of trustees decided not to take a penny of state or federal dollars. Um, and our philosophy uh, really emerges from the same principle, which is we recognize that there is a cost that comes with that both the cost to our families and maybe paying a little higher tuition because we don't get subsidized, but also the lack of uh, uh, the assurance that there will be certain revenue stream that's always coming in because it's coming from the state coffers. But the philosophy is that a lot of what we perceive to be the um, uh, either ideological drift or, frankly, just the, the sort of compromising of sound educational principles that has occurred has occurred in part because of the centralized authority of uh, state bureaucrats um, that have moved away from the sound principles of a good education. And in order to maintain that independence uh, in a really robust way, we have to say no thank you uh, to the state dollars themselves uh, so that we can preserve the integrity of the curriculum and the culture of the school that we're forming. Dan Gibson, headmaster, Columbus Classical Academy is our guest. Find out more on their website, columbusclassical.org. Just as we wrap up, Dan, uh, you want to be a partner in an educational movement, I know, nationwide. Uh, Your school has its affiliations with Hillsdale, and you have the curriculum that you want to teach. But uh, I think I'm correct in that this is a passionate issue for you 
uh, nationwide, statewide, the expansion of choices for parents and the necessity of parents having those choices. Let me speak to that a little bit because there are a lot of great options here locally. Columbus Classical may fit perfectly with some. There are other Christian schools or other private schools. And I know you want to see parents have educational choice because that will lead to better educational outcomes for kids across the state and across the country. Yeah, I, we are absolutely um, you know, behind the idea that every parent should be able to choose for their own family and for their own children what education best suits them. Um, I certainly come to this from the perspective that a classical education is uh, the best. It is uniquely good, and it is uniquely good for every student. Uh, but ultimately, a parent and a family has to decide uh, what that form of education ought to be for their children. Um, the classical model is uh, particularly unique in its uh, return to a focus on the transcendentals. And it's really about a passing on of not just knowledge, but culture uh, and, and character. And you know, our view, and, and certainly the, the thing that motivates us, is the belief that that is good and right. Um, but beyond that, uh, there are a lot of other systematic uh, issues with uh, education across the country within our state. And one of the first things that needs to be done, regardless of what particular model of school somebody chooses, uh, is that we need to empower families uh, again and make sure that the parents themselves are the ones deciding the education for their own children. Uh, and uh, one of the things that's going to be a hallmark uh, of Columbus Classical Academy uh, is the active involvement and the transparency uh, with regard to uh, parents of children uh, and that they will always know what their children are being taught. They will always know why uh, we're teaching what we're teaching and uh, whether or not there's a particular uh, issue or matter that is of concern to them, we will always communicate with them. Nothing will be hidden behind a curtain. Uh, those are the best schools, folks, the ones that are responsive to parents, and I hope that becomes uh, a movement that expands as we build toward the 2024 presidential election. Columbus, Columbus Classical Academy, online at columbusclassical.org. Dan Gibson is the headmaster. Dan, thanks so much for your time. Appreciate it, and we'll see you tomorrow night. Thank you, Bruce. Always a pleasure. Yeah, look, I'm a big supporter of Columbus Classical Academy. I know the people. I know the backstory on it. It came out of... Uh, some wokeness and some really terrible, terrible things done uh, by the administration at Columbus Academy, not Columbus Classical Academy. That's the solution to the wokeness that's out there. But Northside Christian School is great. Delaware Christian School is great. I've heard from parents there. I know a lot of people at Worthington Christian, parochial schools. What needs to happen is parents need to have choice. And the more great schools that are out there, and I believe Columbus Classical Academy is one of those schools, the better it is for accountability in education. I appreciate Dan Gibson coming on the show, and I meant what I said at the end of that segment. Uh, I'm not trying to advantage one school over another. Uh, I am about getting kids out of public schools because, well, there are multiple reasons. Uh, You don't even have to go to a school like Columbus Classical Academy or Northside Christian or Delaware Christian, uh, Worthington Christian, any parochial school. I'm a big advocate for homeschooling. We homeschooled our kids uh, for quite some time, and I am absolutely positively convinced that homeschooling our kids allowed them to learn at a pace that allowed my oldest to uh, achieve 
at a super high level academically throughout her uh, high school years. She was homeschooled all the way through. My middle and younger child, uh, middle child was homeschooled for five years. She's now doing very, very well in the school that she attends. Uh, is getting letters from a bunch of schools she'll never go to. She came in the living room last night. It's like, hey, I got off. I got, I got invited to this uh, science thing for high school kids at Harvard. And I said, well, do you want to go? And she laughed. She said, Dad, you've never said anything funnier to me than that. <laughs> Which, I mean, I didn't know. Maybe she wanted to go. Uh, so I'm just an advocate of getting kids out of underperforming schools. And underperforming schools are public schools. So here's some numbers for you, okay? Uh, a January 2023 Civitas poll found that 82% of respondents agreed that parents should have the ability to choose where their child attends school. 67% of respondents said that they support some kind of a voucher program for families who have income levels that preclude them from sending their kids to private school from helping to bridge the gap so they can. Now, here in Ohio, they have an Ed Choice scholarship. I talked to Dan about that. They're not taking it at Columbus Classical Academy because, as he said, they don't want to have any state money. They want to do it all private. That's fine. I understand why they made that decision. There are a lot of other good private schools that do take Ed Choice, but that also means that they have a degree of oversight from the state that Columbus Classical Academy will not have. Now, the governor... Instead of really getting on board the school choice train, our wimpy governor, he doesn't want to take on the teachers' unions during his swan song as as an elected official. No, he just wants to coast into retirement. Sorry about that train in East Palestine that interrupted your anonymous, out-of-the-spotlight retirement, Governor DeWine. So he's proposed the minimum. Never let it be said that Mike DeWine didn't do the least that he could do (laughs) in the state of Ohio for the everyday citizen. So he contends that it would double the number of people who get Ed Choice scholarships by increasing the income limit for eligibility from $70,000 for a couple to $120,000. Now, look, I'm for that. But as Hugh Hewitt said before his amazingly tone-deaf comment on Biden going to Ukraine. Hugh Hewitt put Mike DeWine on blast for doing, as Hugh said, a, what, three-yard screen pass. In other words, not throwing the ball down the field, not doing something of consequence, doing the absolute minimum, and, as Hugh said, picking winners and losers. And he's exactly right on that. Exactly right on that. But Governor DeWine will not get what he wants in terms of expanding Ed Choice in Ohio without extreme pushback from the teachers' unions and from the Democrats in the Ohio General Assembly and from, I'm afraid, the 22 Republicans who have powerful positions in the General Assembly because they have the muscle of the 34 Democrats behind them because, of course, the Speaker of the House, Jason Stevens, sold out the authentic conservatives in the General Assembly, which means he sold you out as an authentic conservative. How do I know that the teachers' unions and everybody in the state house are going to fight the governor on expanding school choice? 
because of a very creative way they are fighting it, which came across my desk the other day. Story from the Springfield News Sun, paper I used to get growing up as a lad. Here's the headline. Coalition calls for universal free lunches at all Ohio schools funded by the state of Ohio. And the lead says, hunger-free schools, Ohio. A A coalition of education and hunger groups is calling on the state government to fund universal free school lunches and breakfasts for all Ohio schools. Wow, sounds like a great idea, right? Every kid gets a free lunch and a free breakfast. Okay, what's that going to cost? The proposal would cost about $200 million. When they say about, you know it means more than that. About $200 million. Like when you pay for a house. What's a house cost? Oh, well, we are selling houses from... The 200s. Really? You're selling houses from the 200s? How many houses do you have in the 200s? Uh, we have one in the development. That's $299,999. The rest of the houses are mm, three to 400 to 500000 right? Whenever they give you the number, you know it's a bogus number when they say about. But even at that number, $200 million, isn't it interesting that all of a sudden, hunger-free Ohio is coming out with a coalition of education groups backing universal free breakfasts and lunches in the state of Ohio for $200 million. Now, why would they back that? It couldn't be possibly that if the state commits $200 million to free lunches for kids, which, you know, theoretically no one would oppose, that the state would then not have money to expand school choice. Oh, gee, do you think? Well, let's dig a little deeper in the article. First of all, it says, uh, one in six children across Ohio live in a household that faces hunger. One in six? Then why are we paying for the other five's free lunches? Only about one out of three of those kids, only one out of three of the one out of six, do not already qualify for free lunches. So two out of three do qualify. But we're going to just give free lunches to everybody. All right, who's behind us? idiocy. The groups supporting this include the Ohio chapter of the American Academy of Pediatrics, woke, the Children's Hunger Alliance. Oh, and here we go. Teachers unions like the Ohio Education Association and the Ohio Federation of Teachers. I know what we'll do, guys. Let's oppose school choice by giving kids free lunches. Then they won't be able to pay for school choice.